0: This week is the fall fun drive of our host, Asheville FM. We've edited the podcast version of this week's Run That Back to not asking for money. But if you do want to support the great radio brought to you by Asheville FM, you can do so at AshevilleFM.org. Now on to Run That Back.
1: So as it turns out... uh... A friend, someone I went to college with, happens to be in the Asheville area this week. And please come on in and uh, sit and talk with us. So we're happy to uh, have in studio Jessica Bendinger. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Welcome. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm
2: Hi, Roy. Jessica. Hi. Thanks um, for having
1: me. Uh, and yeah, we've had you on a, a couple times. As it turns out, there were sort of anniversaries yes. uh, of the release of, of, of two of the movies. Yes, that Yes, you,
2: the you're, 20th and the 15th, I think. Uh, you're well
1: known movie. for it. uh for uh, Bring It On. Yes. Um, people know us. Uh, I wrote that. The, the definitive cheerleader the mother of movie. Bring it on uh, the mother yes <laughs> and then also for stick it which is sort of p- people uh, really look to as a uh, yeah you know,
2: sports movie the, the best movie about gymnastics there, aren't, there isn't a lot I mean Jim Cotta is a close second right. probably or American Anthem depending on who you talk to but yeah <laughs> um, I wrote and directed that so
1: um, so uh, we enjoyed that and you you you, you. you would uh, coolly sort of release or a, a book about kind of the making of it and all yeah. that kind of stuff so uh, and again if you uh, uh, want to let people know about any of that stuff you can go ahead and tell, tell oh, them thanks. what that is and, yeah where they can get it if you it just, want
2: to learn how to write a screenplay. You can buy the Bring It On book or the Stick It Screenplay book, and it shows you it kind of talks about how to do it and shows the process behind both
1: those movies. Um, so in uh, uh getting yeah. ready to have you on, sort of like looking back at it again, I, I noticed you'd sort of made another list, which is so a uh, collider, sort of known for uh, uh, creating lists, um, put together what they considered the top best sports movies of the 21st century, yes. Um, and uh, and your movie is on there.
2: Fantastic! What What do we rank? Uh,
1: I believe you're sixth. <laughs> oh,
2: nice! That's wow. really good. That um, feels good. Thank you.
1: So uh, there's a couple things. So, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, you were on a couple different lists. I'll sort of talk about that. So you have, again, uh, best sports movies of the 21st century. Um, you were ha- on a list of uh, best female-led sports movies. Great. There are a lot uh, of those, so yeah, I'll that's take true. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, and then uh, you were also on, yes, uh, best <laughs> cheerleading movies. Um, <laughs> So okay. uh, do any of those sort of hold a higher uh, place in your uh, ribbon, any of the rankings? ribbon cabin, cabinet? You know? sure. So are you happy to just be, you know, like did you set out to just write a, a good movie? Did you set out to write a sports movie? Did you set out to write a female-led movie? Did you set out to write a juridating uh, yeah. movie?
2: All of the above. I mean, I think the gender disparity in Hollywood mm-hmm. is reflected in the content as well back then. Yeah. And I just wanted to write a movie I wanted to see. And so my love of, you know, I kind of was raised with this idea of two great tastes put together two things that that have never been put together the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups theory of creativity and I loved hip hop as you know from our time in college together and I loved cheerleading I loved those competitions they were so uniquely American they were like what are they cheering for it's become a sport in and of itself there was something really daffy and lovely about it that's distinctly we turn everything into a competition Oh yeah, everything is a sports movie at its core politics it doesn't matter what it is we turn it into a sport and so yeah it just felt like a real fun way to explore this uniquely american thing with it's also very much a satire and it's subversive at its core as well because i'm kind of talking about socioeconomic inequality at the same time and appropriation and cultural appropriation so i was able to slip in all these cool ideas and cheerleading skirts
0: yes trojan horse i think is what uh is the now way of of doing that it's like well it's a Food and travel show, but we're actually talking about immigration. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so you're ahead of the curve with that, um, church and Horsing that. But I also wanted to say that, like, a lot of the, like, sports movie lists that are there, like, the sports are sometimes just a background for something else. Whereas your movies are actual sport movies. Like, the crux of what the characters are doing are, you know participating in the sport as opposed to um i don't know i don't want to necessarily no, name no, I, names I, but i, I appreciate that, you saying yeah. that because
2: i think i've been offered you can imagine after this because i bring bringing on i was offered every female blank movie to rewrite and right. oftentimes it was as you described it's just um kind of like window dressing mm-hmm. for something else and because i participated in both cheer cheerleading in yes. the east coast it's called it was called Kiwi football, but now right. I, it's like Pop Warner or midget football. I mm. did cheerleading and then I didn't make the squad, mm. mercifully, but I loved gymnastics. So I did both sports and mm. I think mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine not having, I, the movie would have been very different had I not. Right. So I think I had a unique first person advantage, like first mover advantage because movies hadn't really been done in either of those topics. And because I'd done both of them, I knew how exciting it was as a kid right. to feel your own power and feel the, fo- like kind of dazzle the adults. With the crazy yeah. stuff you could do. So I knew it was captivating.
0: And also where the beats are in terms of like how to incorporate story with the sporting activity. With the action. Yes. Yeah.
2: I think the the format and the guardrails on sports movies are so kind of hackneyed and cliche yes. generally. And yeah. so it definitely helped to know, I mean for myself to know where the pitfalls of that might be and try to get around it and yeah. make it exciting and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I would, they were both labors of
1: love, for the, sure. There are some things that are leaned on, perhaps too conveniently, but I also do enjoy a tournament movie oh, yeah. where you sort of have to work your way up the board. What's your favorite? Um, well, I think Karate Kid sort of like mm. is, let me know that that was a thing where like, uh, uh, like oh wait, eventually you're going to have to meet that guy who's been your rival, but along the way you're going to have to meet that guy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. So uh, I always enjoy uh, just such a good device of literally just cut to taking the, the, the name and like putting it up to the yeah. higher bracket, putting it up to well, the higher bracket. Well, I
2: got pushed back a little bit because the, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> the the Heroes team doesn't win. Right. Um, and I got a lot of Rocky. pushback from the studio. And I said, that yeah. was my answer. I just said, well, have you seen Rocky? Yeah. And I kind of gave us a wide berth to that, do it. I think that let us off the hook, helped us get off yeah. the hook. Yeah. I,
0: I like that. I, I like that. Have you seen Rocky? <laughs> Familiar with this <laughs> yeah. movie? Yeah. yeah. It's it's a little movie successful. called Rocky. Perhaps yeah. you've heard of it? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's really good um, stuff.
1: Did you have uh, movies in mind, whether sports or otherwise? You were like, I, I like how this movie went about st- uh, storytelling well, or narrative. I'd say
2: there's the thing I said in the meeting and there was the thing that truly influenced mm-hmm. me, which yeah. are two different things. And so Michael Ritchie was a huge influence on me and he, mm. was, he did sports. He did Downhill Racer. Smile is actually a sports movie about beauty pageants but it's very much a social satire Mm -hmm. he did the candidate he's he was a mat he was masterful and so those were influencing me i wanted to comment on something but then i was like well they're not gonna they're never gonna let me do that so (laughs) i better dress it up um and i'd say i pitched it as clueless meets strictly ballroom set in the world of the national high school cheerleading championships because you have to hide the medicine and the candy for the buyer so that's kind of how i framed it
0: strictly ballroom is a favorite of mine I, that's a- one where I keep telling we were talking about uh, before we got on like m- showing movies to our kids and I'll be like we could watch strictly ballroom and the kids are like no I don't want to watch it and I'm like no you kind of have to it's the weirdest it thing really holds but up it's so perfect but I think that is the the best like this meets that that's a really perfect Thank description you. Yeah. and
2: fun fact I Gia Carides who's in strictly Ballroom, uh-huh. plays the mom and stick it and she, oh, I was always yeah. such a fan of hers and, and additionally, another favorite movie of mine, John Hughes' World, was yes. Sixteen Candles. And John Kaplos from Improv, from Second City, yeah. plays a part in Stick It as well.
0: Nice.
1: Literally was being discussed uh, on the way in. Sorry. So good with all that. And then um, we we talked about this before. but So there's the... Th- hey, fine. We got to... Um, uh, you know, were you in a position to be like, "Hey, so if we're going to do this, can I please get this person to, to, oh, yeah. to play this?" Yeah, uh, kind of thing? Well, you
2: could. Yeah, you write parts, and you. But well, we Gia came in I, because I thought she and Missy really looked favored each other, right. and and then she came in and she was awesome. I mean, there was she it was kind of done after I met Gia and she read. She was fantastic. And yeah, you do have that control as a writer director. You get to say like please bring this person in. Please I you know, and some will read, some won't. Like Debbie Reynolds, I wanted to read for the ju- I wanted her for the judge, but she wouldn't read, which was fine. She's Debbie Reynolds, you know, pat, you know, understood, right. mm-hmm. but she came in and t- had like was happy to talk, which was sweet. You know, but then we got Kiss My Grits Flo plays the judge and stick it for those of uh, you who haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, and, which was also like, oh my god, I Polly grew up watching Walker? Alice. Is that- um, no, I'm um, uh, I'm going to blank on her name. Polly Holiday. Polly Holiday, sorry. Yes, yes. yes. Um, Polly Holiday. I
1: saw her do legit theater at the Guthrie in Minnesota and was like, wait, she's fantastic. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't mean to dismiss. She was incredible, TV. by but, the way. Yeah. She
2: was incredible. And she ruled the set that day. She very, was very much a pro. Um,
1: and then we are on a, uh, you know, mostly music station. We are this little blip of sports talk. But I was just curious about that soundtrack. Uh, yeah. People know, again, I think uh, the... Uh, uh we had a million dollar uh, soundtrack call me stacy right yeah. was, yeah.
2: um was call me stacy i don't no, was that
1: uh uh bring it on i, I thought so anyways, That's, but I oh, was it might so, be I do you remember. get so did, did you get stick to, it i
2: know yes yeah, stick it the, the soundtrack was very much under my
1: <laughs> right. strict uh, and then, control and missy elliott
2: we got missy elliott right? um did the theme song we run this and we got a green day song um brain stew you know yep yeah, brains too um I might be blanking. I'm blanking on my own soundtrack. That's so scary. But but
1: just... uh, uh, Yeah, you get
2: to pick the songs and you're trying different temp track as you're cutting the movie together and it's really fun. It's like a really fun process of playing with... We had Blink-182 has a big um, cue. We had Fall Out Boy very early on. Mm -hmm. So they were just starting to boom. So we got great prices on the Fall Out Boy tracks that are in the movie. Um, The original finale was shot to... was um, temped with Sugar. I'm going... Sugar, we're going down. And so at the you know, the pre the sneak preview that was, so the songs changed from sneak from when we were testing it to final cut.
0: Was there a song that you really wanted that didn't get in?
2: So it's kind of good that it didn't get in, but I did want enter Sandman for her final (laughs) routine and it was cut to enter Sandman and she's doing those very strong. It kind of makes sense. If you see it, you can see the motions she's doing. Um, while we were shooting that, we were shooting it to a different track because she needed mm. to be able to move to it. So we yeah. used like that by Memphis Bleak, okay. which is a great. So, so it's funny all these different iterations of the music and the was in it the Metallica just
0: too expensive. It was too expensive.
2: It was a million dollars. It would have been a million dollars for that one song, that which one was our whole song. budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's that is fascinating to know about that. And it, it was there anything that like the record comp- I well, mean that the studio was like, "Hey, if you could use this band, uh we would love that."
2: Well, Mitchell Lieb, who ran Hollywood Records, who is a legend and a great guy mm-hmm. and I loved him and we had an awesome relationship. You're kind of happy to at that point, they have such great taste and you're yep. If you if you get along with the executive. So there was nothing he suggested that okay. was uh, yeah, no. Good. Everything was like rock solid and everything on the on the yeah everything just worked out we had some background we had to it's a very weird thing when you've spent all your money and then you're trying to fit tracks for yeah. the budget you still have space we had Mike Simpson doing the score who did Fight Club oh, yeah, um, yeah. he was a, one of the Dust Brothers oh the Dust Brothers yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah, he hasn't nice. done too many film scores so we were really lucky that we got him and it's just it's a fun pro- if you love music it's just so fun seeing what you shot cut to different things uh,
1: I, I would imagine and you did have a little better background in music video direction and otherwise I
2: did that was one of my first jobs yeah yes. I wrote um, for Spin and then I worked in music videos yeah
1: So, um, but I, I'm just curious where along the way uh, do you go and Just to be clear, I would like to be involved in the music soundtrack. So do you sort of need to check a box or raise your hand at any point?
2: No, no, no. I mean, when they got all the materials, you have a creative Bible of everything. You have the lookbook. You have the soundtrack. You have this kind of archive for the whole creative team Mm -hmm. to come in and join forces on. So, yeah, you have a big – it's fun. You get to make the pre – it's like – the rehearsal, the rehearsal of the movie for all the different creative teams, for the costume department, for the cinematography and, and visual department, for the visual effects department, for the sound, you know. Soundtrack department. The music supervisor, Spring Aspers, who now runs uh, film and TV at Sony, music licensing, she was like so on board and mm. loved hip hop like I did. And
1: So I got to learn a little bit more about that uh, recently hearing about uh, how Barbie got made and with um, Greta Gerwig sort of having that the quarantine time to like, well, if I'm gonna imagine this, I'm gonna imagine everything. So she really described that like, oh, how did you get that? great pick. It was like yeah I spent a lot of time thinking about it and got it to people who I w- dreamed that might be able to turn it around um yeah so uh, that was a time where like yeah I appreciated sitting around not not having that much more else to draw me away that you could focus on every detail
2: so. yeah I I loved Talib Kweli and so he came on set mm-hmm. actually and met Jeff Bridges and he was amazing and so that was a real treat he was very like up in it and into it and excited, right. and yeah. And Jeff Bridges' mom was there that day as well, so it's this is very right. odd so thing. This is, is on Jeff Bridges' right? mom, yeah. Jeff Bridges' his mom and Talib were there, like
0: what thing. a funny combination! <laughs> That's know. so great,
2: yeah. That day in history, it was cool. It's cool. So, cool stuff like that happens
1: one of the many things that we do here. Uh, We try to stay in that category of uh, awesome things that we hope you might enjoy. So once a week, we bring you the run that back local sports calendar. And by we, we tend to mean um, our current intern. And right now that is the fantastic Bob Clausen here with this week's local sports calendar. Bob, take it away.
3: Thank you, gents. Well, folks, the Carolina Panthers still remain winless as they were doubled up by the dolphins 42 to 21. Yeah. The Panthers have a week off this week, thankfully, to get ready for the battle of the two top draft picks from this year as Bryce Young will take on C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. The Charlotte Hornets picked up their first win in preseason, beating the OKC Thunder 17 117-115. Thank you very much. They continue preseason play tomorrow at home versus the Celtics. The Carolina Hurricanes have stormed into the season finishing their first week of play with a 3 1 record, topped off with a big come from behind victory last night over the San Jose Sharks with a four goal third period to finish the game 6 to 3. In college football, sorry Scott, Wake Forest mm. lost to VaTech 30 to 13 and play Pitt this weekend. Clemson had the week off and will play Miami this weekend. The, Carolina, the Western Carolina Catamounts will be showing off their new statue on campus as they host Furman this week. App State lost last week to Coastal Carolina by a field goal, 27-24, and head to Norfolk, Virginia to play Old Dominion this weekend. Last week in Haywood, in the Haywood County Championship game, aka the County Clash, Tuscola upset rival Pisgah 27-10. The Mountaineers were led by quarterback Jed West, who ran for three touchdowns. Asheville High got back in the win column in football, beating McDowell 57-16 and played North Buncombe this weekend. The big game this weekend, however, will be T.C. Robertson heading into Big Green Country to take on the A.C. Reynolds Rockets. (laughs) Both teams are unbeaten in conference play, but not after Friday night. And I know we are in the final stretch of our full fall sports season, but it's not too early to start thinking about college basketball. That's right. Tomorrow night is the UNC Asheville basketball tip-off. You can meet the women's and men's basketball teams and their coaches at Highland Brewery from 6 to 9 p.m. And, hey, there will be T-shirts given away and tickets to games over at Kimmel Arena. And finally... I wanted to bring up a point that there is a young seventh grader by the name of Cooper Payne who runs cross country for AC Reynolds Middle that has only lost one meet this season. He came in second, but he's coming first every other meet this this uh, running season um, to lead the AC Rockets. Reynolds uh, AC Reynolds Rockets. Uh, they have conference this upcoming Monday where he will be joined by Alleran Trexler and Colin Clausen and three others from the team to battle it out in the conference finals.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Bob. All right, great. Lots of good stuff in there.
1: Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, we are joined in studio by Jessica Bendinger, who is credited for uh, creating some of the best sports movies of our recent time. And uh, so we're talking about that. So uh, I do want to talk to you just about the... uh, current state of sports and what's interesting you but before we go on we're on a fun drive and just a little bit so hey I, I have this good idea for a movie and i think i've written a good screenplay blah blah, blah but money has to be raised for a, a mm-hmm. movie like that to, to to get made um is that just you know, something that like well hopefully you've uh, you know talk to the right people and they go and do that or oh gosh uh, yeah uh, how, I mean, how much of that is a, well, a something that you show
2: business isn't really a business it's yeah. a loss leader so let's be, let's oh, wow. be. Interesting. Uh, yeah uh yeah you have to, movies cost money they're made very uh, it's huge groups of people. It's very inefficient. It's a lot of work. Um, and in the days when you were making prints, it just wasn't cost effective. Now it's gotten a little more cost effective with digital technology mm-hmm. and the tools have been democratized, as we say. Mm-hmm. Um, you can edit. Most people, most kids who use TikTok know how to edit right. write a short or know <laughs> right. how to light themselves or shoot themselves. So um, yeah, but yeah, getting money is hard and it's contracting, right? people don't go to the movies the way that now that you can don't have to leave your house most people don't and it's expensive going to the movies. so raising money to make a movie is um becoming uh, a very lost art
0: yeah and then we were talking about sports movies and i sort of commented to you in the break that you know we haven't seen a whole lot of Good sports movies, or you know, kind of instant classics. You know, kind of like Bring It On or Stick It. Um, so, and you had a theory as to why that yeah, might be. there's
2: a there's a theory that the streamers have invested a lot in these production deals mm-hmm. with athletes, and the they're making kind of sports docu series content. Yes. And so there was a lot of doubling down on those deals, and then the content didn't really deliver. Yeah. So they made shows that nobody saw or watched. So then that's kind of prohibitive with investing in that further so i know skydance has a new sports division Mm -hmm. um skydance sports uh that's a joint venture with the nfl a friend of mine is running that so i think look it makes sense that you want to see sports scripted entertainment in sports but it's at the same time it's like nobody's quite figured it out yet
0: yeah like those docu-series um i can never say that word like hagiography. like it's just like Promotional content instead of like no like do an actual documentary about the figure instead it's it just seems like oh yeah and maybe there was some bad stuff that happened and you're like well that's kind of the story yeah. you know I, yeah.
2: ESPN's done some really good podcast content yeah. right around yeah. these stories and I think there have been some good docu series particularly in the space of high school football that mm-hmm. seems to be real evergreen mm-hmm. content for yeah. Netflix but um yeah it's expensive you know look following a lot of kids docu-series or scripted it's expensive when you have a lot of characters and those um, yeah. So sports movies yes I would love to see I would love to do about a women's basketball movie I played uh, basketball that's the one sport of mine that I haven't uh, ventured and I think that might change but so if I had one arena that I hadn't hit yet it would be women's basketball and I love Caitlin Clark and man is yeah. she just incredible right and what an exciting player
1: just the shift in viewership that is going on and attendance over this last year. With oh, that the, game
2: outside. Yeah, the game. Oh, so yeah. Tell me about yeah. yeah so
1: Iowa played a, a, a the women's college basketball team played a game outside at the football stadium and had sort of fifty five thousand. Yeah, people. it's insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then our, er, different sport, but earlier in the year, uh, ninety thousand people came out to see the Nebraska women's volleyball team yep. um, play play uh, you know a, a live event. Um, and yeah, it's just going back to. Yeah the uh, the women's NCA final this year with Iowa and LSU and the um, amazing viewership there and
0: then yeah and and we commented at the time the content was better than the men's you yeah. know decidedly like this was better television better sports you know uh,
1: and then even WNBA getting the matchup that you wanted with the the the, the aces and the liberty and uh, you know, uh, sort of putting together the super team to try to sort of counter the other super team that won last year. It's just been r- really compelling, and sometimes they're not uh, uh, the best games, just because you're reminded, "Wow, that that team's really good." Um, and, but then two games later, the other team will come back and be like, "Well, no, that team's really good." So they've had some sort of blowout wins uh, on both sides, but uh, yeah, just the the talent level uh, is just fantastic in in, in the WNBA finals right now. And
2: Caitlin is going to be, I mean, she's just one, she's incredible.
1: Right? She's like a Sue Bird. She's a
2: level, she's that level. And the
1: state of college sports where uh, she's perfectly good where she is. She does not need to kind of hurry her way to the WNBA and also play in a foreign league the the other four months to sort of make up the money. She's like, no, I'm going to stay in college and um, NIL and everything. And she's
2: already played world championships for the under, you know, in age group so um, she's she's amazing
1: as we're just looking at the current sports landscape did want to talk to you uh, about uh, I know someone that you hold in uh, high regard um, so uh, Simone Biles was mm-hmm. able to return to competition of course won of can course we just talk ama-
2: about that returning after two yeah. years off and, yeah. w- and blew the world championship record out of the water uh, at That's an incredible. age that, that
1: had not really been done before 26 years
2: old it's unbelievable
1: which I know we're like oh yeah but again in the world of uh, you know, women's gymnastics that is like yeah <laughs> it's you, inc- you should have had your Phelps, last Michael Jordan
2: it's that level Mm -hmm. and it's one thing to have the aerodynamics and the skill and all that stuff but just to have the mental tenacity after she's been such an advocate for mental health Mm -hmm. and been so honest and let her teammates take the spotlight at that Olympics when she wasn't when she just didn't have it in her was so brave and so I think it's made us all realize like wow Athletes don't have these kinds of issues after their careers. end, which is usually when you think about an athlete mm-hmm. having a mental wow. health crisis is like the crowds are gone. Yeah. The sports over what and end do of do? the moon.
1: Yeah. She was, she back, was
2: honest yeah. about it while she was in it, yeah. which is so unbelievably it's unheard of right in our lifetime. Yes. It's so awesome. And it
1: still would have been a beautiful and compelling story if that was the last time we saw her compete. But the fact that she did take the pause, yep. uh, recalibrate and then come back and continue to perform on the highest level again, where she was doing moves that were like, okay, there now, again, anytime a sport, uh, it uh, creates a rule so that you can't do that because they're afraid that the other players are going to get hurt <laughs> trying to do what you right. only can do. Um, right. That's sort of one of the highest rules. And the problem in
2: gymnastics is after you do something no one has done before, they name it after you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so now she had, there's so many tricks named after her. Yeah. It's like, wait, which one is it? Like right. when you say a Biles, which stunt exactly is it? Um, cool. And
1: then have you had a personal interaction with w- with her?
2: Oh gosh, no! I have never met her, but she's un- she is the goat for sure. She's yeah. the greatest of all time. I-, I think that record will stand for quite some time. Um, there's such a short shelf life mm-hmm. with gymnastics, and the fact that she has just beat that over and over and over and over again, and continues to excel, it's incredible. It's I, I don't think we'll see it again like f- like the others. It's it's crazy.
0: Yeah. So I did want to ask you, you mentioned the uh, women's basketball as a potential project. Are there any projects that you're able to talk about now that you're working on?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been working. There's a I, I don't know if you've heard the story, but there's a 42-year-old, uh, you know, she's now deeper into her 40s, woman in California who activated her college eligibility to play college ball and led her oh team gosh. to the finals at Glendale Community College. So that story, because it deals with ageism, mm-hmm. sexism, a, a lot of um, cool themes that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm really her name is Vicky Oganyan, and she's a local hero in Glendale. And I'm hoping to tell her story. Okay, so she's as sort a of, documentary she's or female, no, as a scripted. Uh, well, we'll see. But I hope yeah. it'll be a scripted movie about. She's a soup. She's incredible.
1: She's, she's the a, female Sam Hartman.
0: Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's a yeah, former Wake Forest um quarterback. He's only like 26. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, about the good yeah, call. Yeah, she's
2: a high school chemistry teacher and high school girls basketball coach and by the way, had the most winning career as a coach and then her what was helping her students who were playing at Glendale and just would go on the court and she's like can I? I think I can still do this, oh and then gosh. did it and led them to the championships. So that's a great story. That a is a yeah.
0: fascinating story. Oh, yeah. Jessica, <laughs> come on, let's do this. What do we do? Do we need to do a fundraiser on your behalf? Thank you. Too? Yes, that next we, yes. week we'll yeah. come <laughs> back. <Yes. laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, and Tom mentioned that you have you've published a couple of books. Can yes. you tell us what those are yes. and how people can find them? Sure,
2: you can. They're on Amazon, or you can go to JessicaBendinger.com. But one is called the bring it on book and yep. it has the bring it on screenplay and the arduous journey stories about the arduous journey getting that made and the stick it screenplay book which is has the screenplay in it and a lot of fun extras
1: around make, the making of the movie
0: nice oh that's really cool yeah thanks hooray um,
1: well that was the whole idea that we would uh, get to talk to uh, someone who again I feel like we're talking sports but we're talking sports movies and a wider appeal again we understand that here uh, our place on Nashville FM is not being on the dedicated sports channel, We know that there are people in pottery studios or otherwise being like, it's so far to go across and change the channel. I just leave it on. Oh, I like these guys. Oh, sometimes they have things that- It's such a cool radio Um, station. So you are the perfect offering for this idea, which is uh, uh, give a listen, whether it's the music talk or otherwise, and uh, somewhat similar to New England, whether if you don't like what you're currently listening to, (laughs) uh, wait an hour and something very different will be on um, uh, to take you in in another direction. Um, uh, Do you have- uh, so, uh, radio stations that were sort of impactful for you uh, along the way. I mean, again, again, New York, WFMU I mean, was a big and big DRE thing.
2: and LIR. Uh, was not LIR a big or PRE? I can't remember. There's so many. I lived in so many different cities, but yeah, LIR was the big alternative. Right. And then uh, Los Angeles,
1: KCRW. KCRW, yes. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, as we uh, came into the show, they had. Uh, uh, somebody from the Seattle radio station giving like a little... KEXP. KEXP. Yeah. Yeah. WPLR
2: in New Haven I grew up with. There you go, That was yes. really sweet near Yale. Sweet. Um,
1: yeah, that was the nice thing about growing up in New England as they did as well. There's so many uh, college towns that literally like 91.1 is one station, 91.2 is another one, 91.5 <laughs> is another one. There was just so many... Yeah. So in Western Mass, there was just... Uh, uh, there's always something to listen to uh, which was nice which we don't necessarily have here which right. is nice that uh, Asheville FM uh, yeah. reaches as far as it does yeah. now um, again with the tower reaching at least uh, 10 miles in the greater Asheville area and beyond depending on what mountains stand in between you and, you're and the you're such a
2: town. music hub here I saw Fishbone is playing or yeah I just played and Jizza and, 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 yes. and, and um, uh, those
1: yeah. are <laughs> one of the tickets that are uh, in contention for the uh, as premiums this amazing, week yes.
2: amazing amazing yes. and Band of Horses is coming which, I mean mm-hmm. like the the, the offerings are incredible.
1: Uh, and, uh, w- w- Willie's taking the stage right now, I believe. Yeah. We've got just a, a handful of minutes uh, left. And, uh, often as uh, you listened, uh, uh, Scott and I do like to uh, check in and just see how our, uh, our <laughs> personal sports uh, interests are, are doing. And, uh, So uh, you got to watch the Buffalo Bills sort of participate in a slightly
0: ugly game. Um, But uh, all that matters is the win. Yeah, we'll take the win. Uh, There weren't any (laughs) tragic injuries this time. Actually, Damian Harris got carted off in an ambulance. So that happened, too. So we were having DeMar Hamlin was uh, not looking too happy on the sidelines. So we did have that. Uh, But yes, it was an ugly win, but we'll take it.
1: And then... Uh, they, yeah,
0: Tom, your Las Vegas Raiders. Three and three.
1: And they did beat the Patriots, so that, that is uh, satisfying. Well,
0: we'll always take that.
1: Always satisfying. And then uh, maybe we will uh, get to have her on. Uh, frequent guest Sarah Spooner, was in Vegas, uh, and is in Vegas, and she said it was crazy to be there for the game. So I do want to hear what it's like to be in Vegas uh, for a game when people converge. Because we talked about that. Vegas is now the new San Diego. Vegas is the the away game that every team circles as like, yeah, I want to go support my team and go to Vegas for the weekend. So there's just this huge influx of another city that sort of um, dominates, uh, which again, I... I, uh, for good or bad, got to experience in San Diego one weekend when Philadelphia was in town. Yes. And, uh, I just said, I'm so sorry to all the wait staff. (laughs) Anywhere I went, I just kept going, I'm so sorry.
0: But you know, uh, Las Vegas, they play in a stadium that looks like giant Darth Vader helmet. Yes. So I kind of want to hear how that l- looked and felt in person. Uh, so speaking of Philadelphia, the Phillies are looking great in yes. the NLCS They're, uh They've taken a two games to none lead. Is that where, where we are with That is it? correct. Um, and then in the other thing, we've got uh, Texas and Houston. Uh, You know, I don't have any particular love for the Rangers. I just would love to not have the Astros in another World Series. That's kind of where I am. I think
1: uh, all would agree. Uh, One thing that was crazy is the matchup of uh, Dusty Baker and uh, Bruce Bochy. And just how many, uh, again, you know, games they've won, how many pennants they've won, how many, you know, it that...
0: Two old guy managers that yes. kind of stick their hand in the side of their pants, you know, kind of thing. That is what where, they do. Where they're like, well, I saw this back in 1975.
1: <laughs> um, all right, we are at the tail end of the show, or something we do called the Coffin Corner, where we recognize those from the world of sports or entertainment who have left us this past week, and there, there are some big names. So, um, people may not know the name, but the voice, so uh, uh, Ivor Robeson, a Scottish announcer who who was the voice of the British Open? If you ever watched the British Open, like now from America, Rick, Rick and Fowler. Um, I I always <laughs> wait. That was a Scottish accent. Yeah, but no, that's how he talked. Oh, okay. I'm not doing a bad Scottish accent. I'm doing an awesome uh, Ivor Robson impersonation. Okay, okay. Bob was nodding.
0: Yeah, Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> technically
1: kind of thing he just has the so and yeah um so uh,
0: I can it back I take it back.
1: just yeah when you can be a, an iconic voice and uh, define you know what people consider the greatest uh, golf tournament for decades um that's well done uh also from sports uh, Walt Garrison NFL fullback for the Dallas Cowboys from 1966 to 74 won a Super Bowl in 71 went to the Pro Bowl in 72 um Louise Glück American poet Known for a triumph of Achilles and the Wild Iris, Pulitzer Prize winner in '93, Nobel Prize laureate in 2020, um, Piper Laurie, uh, American actress yes. known for roles in films like Carrie and Children of Less Than God, but many may know her uh, from the TV series Twin Peaks. Um, and then Suzanne Somers, uh, an uh, American actress. People perhaps best know her for the role. Uh, Chrissy from the iconic sure. TV Series 3's company. Uh, some may remember she did have a tiny little role in uh, American Graffiti, um, that, that fantastic yes, movie. Uh,
0: yeah, in The White Car. The vision in the white car.
1: Um, so we don't often have guests the way through to uh, Coffin Corner, but uh, Piper Laurie or Suzanne Somers, uh, Jessica, any sort of uh, re- reactions or thoughts on those? Uh- well,
2: Carrie, the Carrie mm. scenes were legendary. Yeah. And also an actress who had master Come and knock on my door. And she was an entrepreneur. Yes.
0: I was going to mention master but I was like, am I demeaning in some way she, by bringing it no, up but she
2: platformed like she really knew she had a platform and she did it she leveraged everything she had and i she's did quite well yeah yeah so oh that's too bad
1: uh, yes, and then uh, finally from the world of music, uh, Rudolph Isley, uh, Hall of Fame singer for the Isley Brothers, um, uh, songwriter as well. So people who listen to the show, our theme song yeah. is an Isley Brothers song, "Get Into Something." So uh, we thank him from for that, uh, but also amazing songs uh, which he wrote as well, like uh, "That Lady" and uh, "It's Your Thing." Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, and I would just say right now, as we go at that song, um, but right now uh, it's it's all our thing. So if this is something that you enjoy, um, uh, uh. Do what you got to do, is all I would
0: say. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks,
2: guys.